0: Okay, we're ready. Smiles everywhere. (laughs) Feels good, doesn't it? Feels good to know that you actually do have power. It feels good to realize that, yes, you create everything in your own life. And it's good to know that everything that you've created can be changed. There's nothing. It can't be different if you choose. Success is really just a decision away. When you have the attitude, I'm gonna do it, that's it, period, and you know you have the power and you know all you have to do is focus on what you want and feel good about it with anticipation as if you've already received it and start jumping up and down with happiness you are broadcasting, you are transmitting a frequency with power and intensity. And if you broadcast that frequency consistently, it will attract like-minded thoughts that give you like-minded feelings, and it will attract into your life exactly what you're transmitting. And what will be attracted into your life are circumstances, events, situations, experiences, and people that match that vibrational frequency, which means you will have in your life the emotions or the feelings that you are broadcasting. And you will have in your life the things in which you desire, in which you are focusing on, in which you are broadcasting, because that thing, that thought, of a thing is a vibrational frequency. And when you attach an emotion to it, you start getting other circumstances and events that give you the same emotional feeling as well as the thing that you're focusing on. Isn't that exciting? Isn't it exciting to know that no matter what happens in your life, there's no such thing as something bad. It's just a different experience. You've created it. Look at the emotion. And if you like it, fine. And if you don't, you look at it, turn your back to it, because when you look at what you don't want, it helps clarify what you do want. What most people do is they keep thinking about and focusing on what they don't want. They think about what they don't want. They think about the lack of what they want, which means they're thinking about not having it so they think they're thinking about what they want but not. They're thinking about what they, that they don't have it and they're talking about that they don't have it. Why don't I have more money? Why don't I have more money? Why don't I have more money? I should have more money, but I don't have any money. I want money, but it's not here. I don't have money, why can't I have more money? You're focusing on the fact that you don't have money and it's not coming in and it's hard to come in and it, nothing works out your way and that's what you're creating. You know what your thoughts are by how you feel. If you're feeling good every day, no matter what the situation is, guess what? That's the vibration that you are broadcasting and more and more thoughts will start coming in and you feel better and better and gooder and gooder. And then the physical manifestation starts coming in and you start seeing events, circumstances and situations which reflect that, which give you that feeling. That's how it works. Now, let me give you a little trick to helping you feel good. It goes both ways. When you feel really, really good, your body changes. Your posture changes. When you're feeling really, really good, you stand tall, your head's up, you smile, your shoulders go back, you have a spring in your step, you skip. You whistle, you you hum, you sing, and your body is moving and flowing with power and confidence. Well, guess what? When you're feeling bad, your body begins to change as well. Your shoulders get slouched, you begin to hunch over, you walk a little slower, you frown, your voice changes, it gets lower, tired, depressed, annoyed, fearful. Oh my, oh my, oh my. So here's a little trick. When you're feeling bad, I mentioned there's a bunch of things you could do. Go for a walk and so forth. But one little trick is just instantly change your physiology. Because if you're ever feeling bad, you'll notice all those things. You're slouching, you're bent over, you're not walking with the spring in your step. So just change the physiology. Just say, wait a minute, I'm feeling bad. Okay, let me throw my shoulders back. Let me put a smile on my face. Just put a smile on your face, and you feel better. Instant, oh yeah, everyone's looking like, wow, yeah. Like instantaneous. Throw your shoulders back. Start a little, little bounce in your step. Whistle. Hum. Sing. That's why we say dance, start moving your physiology and all of a sudden your emotions change. And when your emotions change, that means internally your focus, your thoughts have changed. And you're now thinking about things that you want, good thoughts, and now you're vibrating good feelings. And that means you're gonna be attracting more good feeling thoughts and more good feeling thoughts and more good feeling thoughts. Your positive ball of energy is growing, your negative ball of energy is going down. And that's how it works. The key element is always feel good all the time. Because you get what you think about most of the time. Which is why when you really, 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 really want something, you're obsessed with it, you're thinking about it all the time. But the difference is most people think they are thinking about what they want when in fact they're thinking about the fact that they don't have it. They're thinking of the lack of it. You know which one, which way you're, where you're going based on how you feel. If you feel anticipation, happiness, joy, if you feel as if you've already received it, you can taste it and feel it, it's already yours, baby. That's when it's flowing into you. That's when you're broadcasting at full power, at full intensity. There's no resistance on the lines. And that's when Law of Attraction is bringing in and that's when the universe is doing everything like you wouldn't believe and you can't even see behind the scenes. All the stuff off your radar. 99.9% of the things are off the radar screen. You can't see them, you can't imagine them, you can't even imagine what they are. You can't even begin to dream of what they could be. But there are trillions of bits of data and information and particles being flowed and moved and adjusted in all these different scenarios and variables. And it's all being done to work, to get... What you want, it's a law, it has to happen. It is the law of attraction, it is pulling it into you and it will come. More thoughts will come to you first and you'll feel better and better and then the physical manifestation will occur. Make sense? Good. Now, couple elements, questions that come up at the break. How do I handle disappointment or failure? or when somebody says no. When you're making money or in life or in business, you will have what's called disappointments. You will have experiences which you want to go one way, but don't, and you get a feeling of disappointment. Or you're trying to do something and you fail, and you feel bad, Or somebody says no to you, and you feel bad. Now, the reason you feel bad is based on your habits. A situation that doesn't turn out the way you want, you say that's a disappointment. When you do something and it doesn't work, you say it's a failure. When somebody says no, you feel bad because you think you're not getting what you want. The reason you feel bad is because your focus goes to the lack. Your focus goes to the thought that you're not going to get what you want, the lack of what you want, the fact that you don't have what you want. Therefore, you feel bad. And that happens because it's a habit. Neuropathways have been drilled into you, into your brain, and it's a habit out of that ball of negative energy. The fact is, if you look at the people who are operating using this technology at the highest levels, like many of the people here that you've met, we don't, if you ask us, how do you deal with disappointment? We say, well, I don't feel disappointment. Well, how do you d- deal with failure? They go, well, we don't have fail. You mean you succeed in everything? Well, think about it. Thomas Edison. He quote, failed 10 1,000 times trying to create the incandescent light bulb. But if you asked him, you failed 10,000, and they did, they asked him when he was alive, you failed 10,000 times when trying to create the incandescent light bulb. He said, no, I didn't. I successfully found 10,000 ways it would not work. You see, he understood that every time he found a way it wouldn't work, he was getting closer to his ultimate success, so what you would call as a failure and you would feel bad, he looked at as a success. Wow, this doesn't work, I'm getting closer. Do you understand that? That's the habit that people who use this technology at the highest levels utilize. A disappointment is something that doesn't turn out exactly the way you think it should. So you're disappointed. But if you understand that the way you think it should turn out probably isn't the best way for it to turn out. When something that happens that isn't to your liking, what we do out of habit is we're not disappointed. We just say one of two things. Either A, I caused this, what vibration did I put out? So do I need to change my vibration? Or B, wow, something incredible, even better than I could have imagined is about to happen because I thought this was the best way, but it ain't working out, so something gooder is happening. So we don't feel disappointment. We don't look at these things as disappointing. When somebody says no to us that we're expecting or we quote, want to say yes, we just think, hmm, either I'm vibrating something incorrectly, my, my broadcast, my transmission of vibration must be, may be incorrect, let me check that, or B if it's right on target then this no which i didn't think should happen obviously should have happened because i'm going to get what i want and this no is a, is a prerequisite for me to really getting what i want because i don't know what's off the radar screen Do you understand that So the answer is anytime you are in a situation where you feel disappointment knowing that's only happening because of uh, habit and know that you shouldn't feel disappointment. The first thing is I should not feel disappointed. Obviously I do, you're acknowledging the fact that you're feeling disappointing. disappointed or you feel bad because of a failure or you feel bad because somebody said no. But the key is you have to say, okay, why do I fe- why did this happen? Are you vibrating or transmitting an incorrect vibration? Okay, so work on that first. But then secondly, why am I feeling bad The reason you're feeling bad is because you're focused on it not happening. And how do you change that? How do you change the focus on it not happening? Go back and say, no, that's what I'm focusing on. Now let me think about what I want. Let me focus on that and let me feel better. Because when you focus on what you want, you should feel better. If you focus on what you want and you don't feel better, that means you're really being pulled back and believing you won't get it. So that which you want either has to be corrected or changed, or you start hat, or you have to start basically changing your belief that you can get it. And how do you change your belief? You want something and saying, okay, obviously I'm not believing that I'm going to get this, so let me change this because I'm focusing on lack, which is why I feel bad. So I wanna feel better and I really want this. So how do I start feeling better? Okay, well, it's not on my radar screen. I don't see any way I can get this. And based on all the circumstances that just happened, it looks even bleaker, but that's okay. I don't have a time limit on it. And I'm, I'm not putting any pressure on it. Other people get this. Well, if other people who are less intelligent than me less worthy than me are getting this, and certainly I can. So, I'm sure at some point I'll get this. And you start feeling better. You start moving again into the direction. The ultimate point you want to be is, oh, I'm absolutely getting this, not even a question, not an issue. But you may not be able to get at that point right away. You may be able to only go up one step at a time. You need to move your emotions. Remember, the ideal scene is that you feel great all the time, but the real focus is that you feel better than where you are all the time. So no matter what you feel, you're just trying to feel a little better. Just move yourself and feel a little better. And if you can't do it with your own thoughts and you really feel bad, then use the Callahan technique or the Gary Craig technique, the tapping. And if you're doing all the things on the list that we gave you, this may be a great time for you to put on a CD and listen to your favorite song, or go for a walk, or read a book, or listen to one of our CDs, so you can start changing the way you feel. And that'll get you out of that funk. Same thing with criticism. How do you handle criticism? When somebody criticizes you, when somebody says something bad, you may have so many neural pathways and habits that have been ingrained. That when somebody criticizes you, you cringe and you feel horrible. Well, what I would suggest is anytime somebody criticizes you and you feel horrible, you instantly use the Callahan technique. You instantly use the Gary Craig technique and blow out that pathway, Change the neuropathway, because that's what the technique does. And it blows out that habit. So the next time somebody criticizes you, you won't feel that bad at all, if at all. Because if somebody's criticizing you, you shouldn't feel bad at all. It should be completely a non-issue. A guy can look at me and criticize me from night and day, and I'm just looking at him going, you know, that's fine. I mean, that's the way you think. But the way you think doesn't affect the way I think, and the way you think doesn't affect what happens in my life. I create my reality, and that's fine. And if somebody is criticizing me, I will listen because maybe he's pointing out some things that I don't see, and maybe there's some things that I can do better. So I'm not offended in any way. But see, that's the habit that I have. Those are the neural pathways. But if you get even the slightest amount of criticism, you may cry, you may get upset, you may get beat red, you may feel horrible. The reason that's happening is because it's basically activating all of the neural pathways and all of the negative energy that has been there around criticism. And so yes, you can now focus that and start changing little by little the neural pathways to get new habits using the technique of focusing on what you want and rationalizing how this is, you know, this is a criticism, this is, you rationalize by saying that's what he thinks, what he thinks doesn't affect me Even if everything he says is right doesn't affect me, but you may still feel horrible as you're doing this. So again, the Callahan Technique is the most effective way and the quickest way to start changing those neural pathways and habits. Anytime you feel bad for anything, your lover leaves you and you feel horrible, use the Callahan Technique. You got bad news and you feel horrible, use the Callahan Technique. See, anytime something happens and your state changes from a good state to a horrible state, All that means is you have so many neural pathways that have been established in the brain and so many patterns that have been ingrained in you and so much negative energy that is now activated when that situation happens. You need to get rid of them. You can get rid of them by using the Callahan technique instantly or you can focus and spend one, two, three minutes, five minutes and start using your own mind to, to say my focus, by law of attraction is being pulled here so I feel horrible because now I'm feeling lack and I'm vibrating that which is not who I am, all my hopes, dreams and desires of the vibration that's part of me, but I'm vibrating now something different that doesn't line up or I'm vibrating that I won't get it or that I don't have it now making me feel horrible. So criticism or any of these things that are keying in just tells you that you have a lot of big ball of black negative energy, which you're going to have to diminish. And every time in some of you for the next 30, 60, 90 days could be using a Callahan technique almost every day because you have so many different things that come into your life, which activate different parts of this big black blob of energy. And you need to disempower it. You need to make it dissipate. You need to make it go away. And you need to basically fill up all those existing pathways and patterns and start establishing new ones make sense all right let me talk about a couple other key issues here when it comes specifically to making money a key issue which we address but i want to hit it again is focus we talked about obsession we talked about a chief aim we talked about You get what you think about most of the time. Therefore, it's to your major advantage to have focus on one major thing as your chief aim so that most of the day, most of the time, you're focusing on that in an obsessive way. You're thinking about it all the time as if it absolutely, positively, 100% is already yours. And when you do that, you will feel amazing. If you're thinking about it and you're feeling bad, that means your shift is on the lack of it or doubt and disbelief have crept in, which means it is not going to come in. So you have to shift back to feeling really, really good. But focus is a key. And the reason I bring this up is most people who are trying to make money, sometimes don't put any focus on anything. They are running around with no focus, working on 50 different projects, and every time a new, exciting idea comes by, they jump on that one. And they're not putting any focus or attention on anything long enough for it to germinate. If you plant a seed, you have to water it and cultivate it and fertilize it, and water it and cultivate it and fertilize it and water it and cultivate it and fertilize it before it grows. Same thing here. When you're out there putting a vibration that you want something to succeed, or money, and you're, you're putting attention on a particular project, and all of a sudden the new project comes along and you're now putting attention on that, you're taking attention off the first one, you're not getting any focus, you're not getting any you're not basically thinking about anything long enough for it to really attract into your physical existence. You get what you think about most of the time. So focusing on a chief aim is vital. Focus. I see this all the time. And I can see it because people who ain't focused on getting the results and therefore they start getting frustrated, start feeling bad, they're vibrating bad and the whole thing's it's a spiral downward. They're never going to turn it around ever because they're not focusing on anything. And then all of a sudden their shift is now they keep thinking about what they don't want to happen or they keep thinking about the fact that they don't have what they want, the lack of it, and therefore they get more of that, nothing. That makes sense? Now a question that came up too at the break was, how long do I do something? At what point should I quit and move on to something else? And it's an excellent question because if you're focusing on making money and an opportunity comes around and you start putting time and effort into this opportunity, but all of a sudden another opportunity comes around, do you stop the first activity and start this new one because it looks ultimately better? Realizing that perhaps that first opportunity was just a stepping stone for you to move on to the next one? At what point do you stop? or quit, you know, there's a saying, stop throwing good money after bad. And the answer is real simple. If you're doing something, and it is in line perfectly with your thoughts, you will be having so much fun doing the activity. You will feel great. Sometimes you focus on making money, and you decide, I'm gonna do this business. You start doing this business for weeks, months, maybe a couple years, and you're enjoying every minute of it. But at some point, the enjoyment goes away. It now becomes drudgery. It's no longer fun. That's when you quit. If it's no longer fun, you should consider quitting. First, consider Have you got off track by changing your thought patterns on the fact that it's not working fast enough and are you focusing on it not working or the lack that you have because you're not getting the results or is there fear and doubt creeping in? And first see if you can change that so that the activity can go back to being fun again. Or if you can't, then stop the activity, quit, and look for something else that can give you pleasure. Because the main reason we're doing this, we're playing the game of life, is to have fun and to get as much pleasure as we can. So if you're not having fun, if you're feeling bad, that is when you should consider quitting. First consider if your thought process has gone off track. Then you should consider quitting and moving on to something else that gives you pleasure. It must be fun. Now the question is, How do I stay motivated? Well, when you're focusing on what you want and you have a burning desire for its achievement, you will absolutely be motivated every day. So the first thing is how to stay motivated is, if somebody says I'm not motivated, I says, what's your chief aim? I don't have one. Good, get one. That's the first reason people ain't motivated. They don't have a chief aim that they have a burning desire for its achievement. The way to get motivated is to get a chief aim and a burning desire for its achievement. When you can find something that can give you a burning desire, that's when you're the happiest and that's when you're motivated. You are truly happiest when you're in the process of achieving your goal. That's when you're the happiest. It's been said, true happiness and success is the progressive realization of a worthwhile dream. It's the process. And the real process is when you have something that you categorically want and you have a burning desire and obsession for its achievement, that's when you are the happiest. And that's when you're motivated. So that's the real key. Now the way to fuel the fire is to read books every day, listen to CDs every day, go to different seminars on a regular basis or you're associating with and meeting other like-minded people. And you constantly do dream building. Because dream building will keep you motivated. It'll keep you focused on your chief aim and keep that obsession and desire to achieve it. Because it'll keep fueling the fire of desire. That's how you stay motivated. And always, 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 follow your own desires. Follow that which gives you the greatest sense of bliss. If you always do and follow what gives you bliss, you will live an extraordinary life. You will live a magnificent existence on this wonderful planet. Always, always, always follow your bliss. Question. Question is, are multi-level marketing companies or direct sales companies, are joining them a good idea? And the answer is, for some people, they're a great idea and for other people, they're a bad idea. How do you know? Well, does it excite you? I was involved in a network marketing company back in the 70s, and it was for me, at the time, a spectacular experience. I got to associate with wonderful, motivated, successful people. I read books and was exposed to good books, outside of the society, of course, but still good books. I went to seminars and different functions and lectures, and I was, it was a really magnificent, fun, social, exciting, profitable experience. So for a lot of people, Being part of a network marketing organization can be a real blessing. You can get a lot of benefits from that. A lot of benefits. And you can make a lot of money in many of them. They're all over the world, there's lots of them, and they're very, very attractive and effective. But for some people, it's a horrible experience because doing that is not following their bliss. So there's no right or wrong here. You follow your own bliss. Yeah, people make a lot of money in them and some people don't make any, based on themselves and whether they're using these techniques or not and a lot of other factors so it's something you should consider the global information network that we're launching is first and foremost to give people information so they can apply this knowledge from the societies in their real life but that global information network also has has will have a network marketing element where we believe it'll be a global operation launching soon and People can get into that, and we believe for some people it will be a wonderful opportunity. For others, they would have no interest in it. Uh, They'll just join for the information, but for those who want to take advantage of the business opportunity aspect and the money-making opportunity aspect, we think it will be something that people can make millions and millions of dollars a year in residual income, ongoing income, without putting forth a lot of effort. And they'll develop some pretty substantial permanent incomes. Residual incomes money that comes in month after month in in potentially in the millions So look for that as well question Yes, the question is there are courses on how to buy real estate with no money down How to make money as real estate investor How to make money in the stock market how to make money trading options There are courses on how to make money on the internet how to make money on eBay are any of these good the answer most of them are excellent. They have information, good information, good techniques, good skills, and you can follow their systems and profit immensely. I know many of the people that have put those programs together, and some of them are good and some of them are great. Uh, which one should you go after? Follow your own bliss. Use this technique. You're, you, believe me, the universe will point you in the right direction with the right course that's right for you. And you may have to go through several of them to find which one really zeroes into your own sweet spot in terms of really get you your juices flowing. But a lot of those courses provide real opportunities where, pe- where everybody can make huge amounts of money. And people say, well, you know, a million people have bought that real estate course, certainly not all one million of them are uh, millionaires in real estate, so it mustn't work. Well, no, don't be silly. A million people buy the course, 900,000 of them don't even listen to one of the CDs. And of the other 10%, they don't even finish the course. And of those that finish the course, their thinking is so negative that they never put forth any action. And that those that put forth some action, they actually hate the activity because they're not using this technique in the law of attraction properly. So there's only a very small amount of people that actually do anything on a consistent basis. But for those who do and use the technique, I can tell you this, L- let, me just, let me just tell you exactly how it is. If you're using the techn- technology and the mind techniques that we're teaching here in this weekend, you could get 100 courses, close your eyes, pick one, and you'll make millions. It doesn't matter, one is not better than the other because when you use this technique, they all work. So if you wanna make money buying and selling on eBay, or on the internet, or stocks, or options, or buying and selling companies, or real estate, or tax liens, all those courses are incredibly effective when you use them. And if you use them combined with this technique, they all work and they're all wonderful techniques. And they're really good for people to start, like network marketing companies, they can start them part-time with very little money, you don't need a lot of knowledge, and you can apply the techniques in them and see spectacular results. Absolutely. Question. Okay. Question is, I have no idea how to make any money. What do I do? And the answer is, you don't have to know. When you look at the training balance scale, The first side, 99.9% is the thinking process. The how, the techniques, the skills, you don't have to know. So what you do is you say, I want to make money. Now, you may have a a specific desire. Do you want to be in a a business of your own? You want want to make money from your home? Do you want to start your own company? Do you have any inkling of how you want to make money? No, okay. Perfect, okay. No, all I know is I want to make lots of money and have freedom to do anything I want. So basically, I I want to make money out of your home. You want to make money out of your home. You want to make money without investing a lot of time or money. Right, perfect. Guess what? You know exactly what you want. And you're smiling, you're like, I can see. Man, you can have a magnificent obsession for that. So your goal, your chief aim is I want to be rich, financially independent in some business, in some something that gives me massive amounts of monthly income without me putting up a lot of money, any risk or putting a lot of time and without investing a lot of money. But I just want a lot of cash flow coming in, right? Without doing a lot so I can travel anywhere in the world. That's what, is that right on the money, perfect. That's your chief aim. That's all you have to do is think about that all the time get a magnificent obsession and keep saying the universe will put, put this opportunity right in my lap. Y- yeah. Yeah. The global information network is probably it. I, I mean, I know what it is. You don't know yet, but yeah. I mean, so, so I, and you weren't going to come to this, but something inside you said I have to come to this weekend. See, See, you already knew what you wanted. You've already used the technique before you got here. And that's what brought you here. The universe is saying, here you go. Hi, we're the helicopter. Come on, we're here to rescue you. Does this make sense? Good question. You see, what holds people back? The technique is easy. You clearly define what you want either with specificity, general, or a feeling. You get obsessed with it. You get a burning desire for its achievement. You want it more than anything, which causes you to think about it all the time. And when you think about it, you feel good, and you have anticipation, and you think about it all the time, and you say, I don't know how it's gonna happen. I have no clue, it's not on my radar screen. Based on the information on my radar screen, I couldn't even imagine how this is gonna occur. But I know it will at the right time for me. That's the technique, that's the power. And then things start coming in. The block is that all of the patterns, the neural pathways and habits that you've established, all the negative thoughts have attracted more negative thoughts and you're walking around with this big ball of negative energy which has huge magnetic power. And anytime you start thinking positive, anytime you start thinking outside of that negative pattern that you have in the past, that negative pattern keeps pulling you back. And really what it comes down to is you start doubting and you start putting limitations on yourself. Remember Henry Ford, whether you think you can or if you think you can't, either way, you're right. See, an elephant, you know how you train an elephant? Do you ever go to a circus and see these big, powerful, magnificent beasts and they are chained up with a, what looks like a relatively small chain around an ankle, one ankle. And this chain around the ankle goes into a stake in the ground. And it doesn't look like it's in cement. Sometimes they just pound these stakes in the ground. And the elephant is just standing. He's not trying to get away. And anytime he feels the slightest pressure on this chain, he moves his leg and is the slightest pressure, he just instantly stops. And I was watching this one time and I thought, this is goofy. I'm sure this magnificent, powerful animal could just pull his leg and it would yank that stake right out of the ground. So I talked to one of the guys at the, at the circus and I said, can't that elephant just like yank that stake out of the ground? And the, the keeper said, yes and no. He has the power to do it, but he can't do it. I go, what do you mean? He goes, see, the way elephants are trained is when they're very small, we put an identical chain around their ankle, one ankle, with an identical uh, chain. But what we do is we don't put it to a stake in the ground. We bolt the chain into cement. So no matter how, how much effort the elephant puts into trying to escape, he can't escape and you watch these little baby elephants, they will struggle, they will pull and pull and pull, day after day after day, week after week after week, they will pull trying to escape, and then one day, they give up. And they realize that there's no way, no matter how much effort they put, that they can't escape. He goes, the elephant's trained at that point. All you have to do is just tap a stake in the ground because the moment the elephant moves his leg, he even doesn't even move his leg because he's given up. But if he does move his leg, and he feels the tightening of the chain, he instantly quits. So that's why the, the big mammoth adult elephant, which has you know, 100 times more power than the baby, doesn't even try, even though he could, because he doesn't know it. He's an elephant. You see, the elephant is chained there in his mind. The chain means nothing. Harry Houdini, there's a great story about the escape artist, Harry Houdini. He used to go around the world and do magic shows. And in order to drum up business for a show, he would do some publicity stunts. One of which was he would walk into the police station in the town where he was doing this show and he would challenge the officers to put him in handcuffs and lock them in their best cell. And if Houdini could walk in just with his street clothes on, he guaranteed that he could escape. And he escaped from every cell all over the world. Well, one time in Cologne, Germany, they had built the most technologically advanced and secure maximum security cell anywhere in the world, so they proclaimed. And they said, this is a cell that is inescapable. The lock cannot be picked. Nobody can get out of this cell. It is the best cell anywhere in the world. So Houdini went and challenged the police department, got lots of publicity, lots of cameramen were there, all the newspapers, this is before TV, <clears throat> and Houdini went in and they locked him in the cell and they left. Well, what most people didn't know was Houdini was a master locksmith. And the reason he used to go in with his street clothes because in his belt, he was searched, of course, but in his belt, he had a very thin piece of metal, like a wire which he would use as a pick, and he took out this wire and his various locksmithing tools that were hidden in his belt, and he began to work on trying to pick the lock. And Houdini, being a master locksmith, usually could pick locks within a few minutes. Well after about 10 minutes, Houdini still hadn't picked the lock. It was a lock he's never seen before. So he began to work and work and work, and another 15 minutes passed, and he still hadn't picked the lock. While the ultimate, confident Houdini was now becoming less confident in his abilities. And he began to try to work this lock and work this lock for another half an hour and still couldn't pick the lock. One hour later, he was furiously working on this lock. He was dripping with perspiration from head to toe. And he was physically, mentally, and emotionally exhausted. Over an hour he has been working and he was unable to pick the lock and he virtually collapsed against the cell door, which sprung open. You see, with all the fanfare, with all the press that was there, the police department shut the door of the cell, but they forgot to lock the lock. True story. Houdini, when you think about it, was locked in that cell for an hour, as securely as ever, because he believed it was locked. See, you and I are the same way. We put self-imposed limitations on ourselves. Whether you think you can or if you think you can't, either way, you're right. The key is you don't have to know how. That is the key. The block that everybody has, every single person. When I sit down and I go, what do you want? 10% of the people, their problem is they don't know what they want maybe 20%, either they don't know what they want or the way that they're describing what they want is they're really describing what they don't want. Like, what do you want? Well, I, I, I want a, a relationship, okay? Well, what are you looking for in a relationship? Well, I want somebody who uh, who doesn't give me a hard time, who doesn't bitch and complain, stop. You're focusing on bitching and complaining and giving you a hard time. What do you want? Well, I want somebody who, um, um, you know, who, um, they don't even know what they want. So, the first problem is, do you really know what you want and is it clear enough? Can you really describe it? Because if you can't really describe what you want, then it's not clear, you can't put out a vibration for something that doesn't exist. Does that make sense? So 10 or 20% of the reason that people aren't getting what they want when I sit down with them is, A, they don't know what they want, it's not clearly defined. And if it isn't clearly defined, you can't put out a vibration of what you want when you don't know what it is. You need to know what you want. Do you understand that? You don't get in the car and start driving without knowing where you're going, unless you're just going for a drive. But in that case, you're going for a drive and you're just driving, but you know what you're doing. You must know what you want. And it must be clear. What do you want? Um, I want money. Good. How much? I don't know. That's fine. Um, what do you want the money for? Well, um, well, you know, I just know I need money. Oh, good. For what? Well, uh, uh, stop. If you have to think about it, you haven't clearly defined your dream. I want money. How much? I don't have a specific amount. Okay. What's it for? I really don't have any specific requirements right now. Okay, so now we're talking to feeling. What do you want to feel around money? I want enough money to give me a sense of complete security for the rest of my life, no matter what happens. I will always be able to take care of myself, feed myself, clothe myself, and have a roof over my head. Okay, good. When you think about that, how does it make you feel? Fantastic, that's ex- I know exactly what I want because I know exactly how I'm going to feel when I get it, that's what I want. Perfect, that's clear. Another person. You want money, yeah, how much? I want $20,000 a month, perfect. Guy, okay, right on the money. Okay, how do you feel when you think about it? Well, I have no idea how I'm gonna get it. Stop! You're focusing on I don't know how, you, fo- you with me? So the first problem people have is they don't know what they want clearly defined. If I were to ask you what do you want You better be able to describe it to me, and as you're describing it to me, you should be so smiling and feeling amazing. That's the first test. Do you know what you want? And the way to determine that, whether it's yes or no, can you describe it? I want a new car. Okay, what kind? I really don't know. That's fine. How does it feel when you think of having a new car? you probably aren't gonna feel spectacular because you don't have some specificity. Again, the test is real simple. You define what you want, and when you think about it, you should feel amazing. For most people, when it comes to a specific thing like a car, the more specific it is, the better it's gonna make you feel thinking about it. While I'm not choosy, it could be a Lexus, it could be a Mercedes, it could be a Cadillac. And I'm not sure, I don't care if I want a two or a four-door, That's fine. How does it make you feel? Good, you wanna feel better? Go look at Lexus, go look at Cadillac, go look at Mercedes, pick one. Why? Because if you're being completely general on a specific thing, that's good to one extent and not so on the other. Because remember when I said, you have to have the feeling as if you've already had it? Right, well today, guess what? You just won a prize. That prize is you get to pick out one, just one brand new car. $150,000 maximum price. Now, you've got five minutes to choose which car. Do you understand? Now your feeling of excitement goes up dramatically, doesn't it? The feeling of anticipation, as if you already got it, went up. Now you can get that by being general as well, no problem. I'm just trying to help you, give you some other ways to consider things. But the first problem is not defining the dream properly. The second reason you don't have what you want, and this is 80%, if not more, is because when you think about what you want, you're actually thinking about the lack of it. You're actually thinking of what you don't want. You're actually focusing on it not being there. And that process of thinking about it not being there, that's what blocks you. And you know whether you're thinking about what you want or what you don't want based on how you feel. Based on how you feel. There's one key thing I wanna talk about here is this. When it comes to making money, when it comes to getting a relationship, when it comes to making all of your dreams come true, the cavalry is not coming over the hill. There's no savior that's coming. The reason you don't have things is not because of the economy, not because of the politicians, not because of who your parents are, or the school you didn't go to, or bad luck. The reason you are exactly where you are is because you've created it. The key, the 10 second miracle, is you need to take 100% responsibility. Know that you can create anything you want in your life. You can have, be, or do anything and everything you want in your life. You want $10,000 in 24 hours? You can get that. You want $100,000 in the next 90 days? you can get that. You want $100,000 in the next 30 days, you can get that. If you can want it and categorically believe that you already have it, you can have it. The problem for most people is even if they want it, they can't believe yet they can have it. So you have to get lower goals that are in the sweet spot. But know and believe that these techniques categorically work. You can have, be, and do anything and everything you want. Just use your own power. You have the creative power within you to make all of your dreams come true. We're going to go to the next CD, and for those in the room, we'll take a five-minute break.